Welcome to the Visionary Chronicles, a business strategy podcast where we provide insight to those looking for creative, executable strategies built around the latest disruptive ideas, innovative cultures, product creators, and marketing solutions. Hello and welcome to the Visionary Chronicles podcast. Chronicle November 7th, 2023. I tell you, this year is just flying by as if weeks or months were days. So it's hard to believe we're already at the point of uh, having to get Christmas presents. But wanted to extend our conversation further on content from the new best-selling book, uh, my new best-selling book, rather, uh, The Visionary Brand, The Success Formula Behind the World's Most Visionary Brands. Thank you again for all of you that not only purchased the book, but the tremendous feedback that I've gotten from the book and how you've applied that which I put in the book. And that was my original intent, was being able to share how these great visionary brands apply this formula for success? How do they stay successful for generations where others fail? Amazing statistic. Um, A lot of people throw these failure numbers around and it's really the reason why you need core expertise prior to you putting pen to paper on a check and saying that you want to start and be an entrepreneur. I'm all for that. I was an entrepreneur myself and why I like to talk about this subject, but I also put a lot of precautionary tales out there and why I like talking about this in the book. And so again, thank you for all the tremendous feedback that I've been getting from the book. It's also an Amazon bestseller and would make a great Christmas present. That's why I put it out there. Uh, So let's talk a little bit further on the subject of what I call the product vision. And there's a lot of different subjects. I talked about it in the last podcast. If you didn't didn't check that out, it was uh, five points on product vision and the most integral or crucial points in establishing your product vision. So today we're going to talk about one of those in a little bit more in depth, and that is innovation. And there's one thing, as I've talked with brands and as I work with brands with Liquid Mind, we work with large cap, small cap, mid cap companies, entrepreneurs. Um, I like to give back a lot. I'm on the board of several universities Uh, University of California, Irvine Entrepreneurship and Innovation Program. Um, Also with UCLA, the Price Center on their Venture Accelerator Program, which is awesome. And what I like to talk about a lot of times is this concept of innovating, but not imitating. Um, So the subject of this podcast is innovate, don't imitate. So we're talking about is what Steve Jobs had talked about during his stint with Apple. And I thought it's one of the greatest quotes of all time in regards to innovation. Because many times people talk to me about what innovation is. I talk about what it isn't. It isn't incremental improvements. It's actually, ideally, disrupting the industry with an innovation that goes beyond incremental improvements. It actually is something completely different. Now, it can be a connection to your brand, positioning, culture, but it has to be something that's completely different. And that could be in your service, that could be in your product, how people use the product and think simple is sophisticated. And that's one thing Steve had mentioned. But the other thing on innovation that Steve had talked about was innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower. 
Again, innovation distinguishes between a leader and a follower, where Steve Jobs said that many years ago and still holds true today. Do you want to be a follower, a commodity brand? Or do you want to be a leader in the industry? The latter is a lot harder. I get it. But if you want to lay the foundation to be a generational brand, you have to establish yourself as the leader in the industry. But it all starts with culture. You know, and I talk about culture a lot because people don't talk about culture enough. And if you're going to be an innovative brand, you really need to have an authentic culture. And the first culture that was authentic, that was a premium brand that was globally recognized was the bad boy days back in Oakley. And I talk about this in the book as well. And Jim Gennard, who was the visionary founder of Oakley, created a culture that when you walked in the front door of Oakley, you were branded an Oakley team member. I don't care what level you were at Oakley, you all were infected with that Oakley culture. So creating a culture of innovation requires commitment. And the reason I mentioned Jim, because guess what? Who was at the top of Oakley who didn't want to compromise on product, didn't want to compromise on innovation, didn't want to compromise on being the leader in our category? So this has to be a top-down brand leadership commitment. So these are brand leadership leaders that embrace failure and proactively, by the way, pursue risk. Most people try to avoid risk at all costs. And even worse, they instill this into their product team by saying, just don't waste money. Don't fail. That's the complete opposite of creating a culture of innovation and disruption in your category. You know, you need to have, again, I'll say a top-down brand leadership commitment to failure and proactively pursuing risk because without risk and without failure, your product vision of realizing and commercializing your great product will never happen. It's like death and taxes. That's one of the thing I can say. You're never going to have a visionary product, one that disrupts the industry without failure and without risk. It will not happen. I can guarantee you that. Both of these are a requirement to be a visionary brand. And this is the absolute foundation for generational success. Now, what I mean by that is a culture is top down. It's everybody inside of your brand. And if you don't have that, you're not going to have generational success because you're not going to be creating anything until one of your competitors does. And there's nothing worse than walking into an ideation meeting and seeing competitors' products on the table. I would rather see an adaptation of a product that you can integrate into your product and make it revolutionary. Whenever I see that on the table, I immediately go in and throw everything in the trash. I said, it's fine to see it. But don't use that for inspiration. That is not inspiring to your design team. Stop doing that. Give them a foundation of failure, a foundation and a commitment and an authentic commitment to pursuing risk. Now, I know Picasso back in the day said, good artists copy, great artists steal. And this is a short-term gain, but not a long-term path to product innovation. 
you know, sometimes this works, but this is the rare exception and not the rule. So if you get a leader or somebody that starts quoting Picasso, steal wherever you can, that's not a path to authentication. It's not a path to building a product innovation pipeline you can surf for generations. And it's really about creating a foundation. And Jim did this at Oakley. We were never short of great ideas. We didn't care what the competition did. And the retailers that we sold to were always looking for our great next innovation. And that's the culture we created, not only inside of the company, but more importantly, outside of the company and retailers embraced it as well. And so when you look at innovation, you know, you look at building this idea pipeline, this product vision, not innovating and not imitating. You know, what are the things that you have to do as a brand in order to successfully do that? You need an idea generator. And what I mean by that is finding ways and one of the best ways that we have found, and we do this in our class with our brands at Liquid Mind when we're going through the ideation process, is a great idea generator is adaptable technologies. And what I mean by that, and I'll give you an example, is where you find something in an alternate industry. And one example I'll give you is Lamborghini. If you look at Lamborghini's designs, how they're creating these, what people call mini spaceships, well, they're actually getting their design integrity from stealth bombers. It has nothing to do with cars. It has nothing to do with the previous generation of Ferraris. What it has to do with is the designers going out of their comfort zone and finding cool shit to design. That's what they want to do. So adaptation is a key ingredient and formula. And I talk about this in the book, The Visionary Brand. I give you case studies on how to build this idea generator. And another great one that I love is Nike. So it's adapting a technology from another industry to your product innovation pipeline is an awesome way to disrupt an industry. Lamborghini did it and they continue to do it and they, can, to, can, they continue to sell more and more cars every year. I know this year they're sold out six months into the year. They got no more cars to sell. Well, it's not because they're copying themselves or somebody else. They're actually making unique machines that aren't seen anywhere except in Air Force fighter jets. How cool is that? And I'll use a more down-to-earth one, which is a take example of, um, we all remember Nike's flywire technology and how cool that was and how different it was when it first came out. But what you don't know behind the scenes is how did the designers come up with Flywire? It was so different and it disrupted the footwear industry when it came out. I remember when I was at K-Swiss and we said, hey, anybody that can make a shoe that's both performance driven and that you can wear to the grocery store on the same day, we're in trouble. And Nike was able to do that with Flywire first and then Flyknit. I think all of us had a pair of fly knit sneakers back in the day. But it's still the innovation is carrying the industry. So when Nike first looked at this, their designers, what they looked at, interestingly enough, on Nike's Flywire, where the innovation team scoped, and I say scope, and that's what you do. 
when you're looking for inspiration, get the design team, your product team out of the room. Have them go visit Mother Nature. Structures, infrastructure, designs, machine chips, Air Force fighters, bombers, whatever it is. I don't care. Get them out of your office and get them into the environment. Have them look. Let me tell you, there's nothing more inspiring than when we take our design teams to these locations and we give them a brief on what they look for. Look for the details. Look the beauty in, into adaptation. We did that with TaylorMade as well. One of the designs and icons we had with TaylorMade came off a Porsche or an Audi car or Audi TT. And so when you look at Nike, the flywire, getting back to this, was they scoped the landscape for product inspiration. And where did they find it? They found it in suspension bridges of all places. And the question is, you know, how did they find inspiration for a small product like footwear in such a large structure? It's a good question. Easy. They adapted the structural integrity of the, the trusses on bridges. So what they, if you're familiar with bridges that effectively float, they're on wires. And if you look at the structural design of those bridges, it simulates effectively how a foot is put into a shoe, but with very minimalist design. It was brilliant. So what they found was a material stronger than steel, Vectran strings. This actually came from NASA. So you've got fly bridges and NASA that goes into the structural integrity of Nike's flywire. So they used Vectron so it could stabilize the foot with minimal construction. And from this innovation came the Flyknit product line, one of Nike's most successful product lines ever. And this is what I talk about with building a disruptive product. And that was a disruptive product because people were always building uppers with leather, nylon, whatever it happened to be, and nobody ever thought about a knit fabric. It was always woven. So it became one of their most successful product lines ever and continues to sell well in the marketplace. So finding ways to adapt to innovate versus imitating is a vital piece of the visionary brand formula I discuss in, in my new book. And these are success secrets or formulas, I call it, behind the world's most visionary brands. And I give case studies on this. So this is, if you're interested, just a quick note here, this is still available through Barnes & Noble Books, A Million, Amazon, Target, all retail distribution outlets for the book. But I talk about these in the book and how you build this idea engine. It's not rocket science, literally. It's actually a fun exercise that nobody does, which shocks me. And we love doing it with the brands that we work with. So nurturing a culture of innovation is driven by finding and adapting the world to your products. That's a pretty cool statement. Again, nurturing a culture of innovation is finding how to adapt the world to your products. It's pretty cool. Um, being an innovator means embracing a culture authentically and initially creating without the need to see what your competitors are doing. Remember that. Keep the operation guys out of the room. 
Keep the people that don't have vision out of the room. Have passion, have integrity, have authentication, know what your brand stands for, and truly disrupt. Jim created products that he knew weren't the best sellers at retail, but they would be talking points. Word of mouth marketing with Oakley back in the day was insane. So how do you create a culture of innovation? Why follow when you can lead your industry? So the first, I've got a couple points here, and there's many, but I feel these are the top points you need to be aware of. One is create a clear, what I call anchoring strategy. You know, what do you stand for as a brand? You know, I, I use BMW quite often, but I think it's a pretty cool anchoring strategy that BMW had was three words, the ultimate driving machine, ultimate driving machine. That's it. Just those three words, ultimate driving machine. That's crazy. It's crazy difficult, but crazy cool that can carry them forever. Number two is commit to failure. Blow things up, recreate and rebuild. Just because it's the most successful product in your line doesn't mean you can't blow it up. Blow it up or recreate it. It's okay to do the incremental improvements, but understand that's not where you're at in the front end of your supply and demand curve. It's on the back end. The late adopters are the ones that do incremental improvements. It's a great volume hit for your revenue, but it's not going to drive anything in your pipeline on the front end. Number three is find a better way. This is a classic Thomas Edison quote. If there's a way, find it. There's always a better way to do something, find it. That's number three. Number four is critical. Develop a pipeline of innovation. Surf this pipeline for generations. First thing we put on the board when we go into the idea generator um, sessions with Liquid Mind, with our brands, is we draw up on the board a huge pipeline wave. That's it. And it allows us to pen out how you build an idea generator and how it impacts your product life cycle. And it's a cool, um, iconic move that we make in there. So if anybody listening would like to talk with us on our product ideation engine, and how you go about this, just go to liquidmindsight.com, L-I-Q-U-I-D-M-I-N-D-S-I-T-E. Contact us and we will get you guys put through that engine. So it's number five is always be the leader. Let others follow. And I go back to Jim's strategy around always being a leader. He didn't want other crap from competitors on the table when the design team was putting together the next great design for Oakley. He knew that unless we innovated, we would be the follower. And we always wanted to be the leader. We actually didn't care if people knocked us off because we knew that was going to be generation three or four in the back end of our supply and demand curve and our price points were going to reflect competitively with whoever knocked us off, but we have the icon. So it's a very brilliant strategy. So again, how do you create a culture of innovation? Number one, create a clear anchoring strategy. What do you stand for? Number two is commit to failure. Blow things up, recreate, rebuild, find a better way. There's always a better way, find it. Number four is develop a pipeline of innovation, serp the pipeline for generations. Number five is always be a leader. Let others follow you. 
So when we look at these visionary brands, they have all of this in common and commit to their execution and excellence. Visionary brands are built around the foundation of originality and authentication. Imitation is just a short path to destruction, while disruptive innovation is a clear path to successful product vision. So again, thank you for your time today. Stay true, stay authentic, be different, and be great. But most importantly, enjoy the journey. Thanks for your time, and I look forward to the next Visionary Chronicles podcast. Hello, and I want to thank you for listening to the Visionary Chronicles podcast. I really appreciate your time. I know everybody's busy, but just wanted to thank you again for all the feedback, comments, and how you've been able to apply a lot of the principles that we put forward on the Visionary Chronicles podcast. Also, would be greatly appreciated if you could subscribe, tell others to subscribe, Uh, We have a great following on the Visionary Chronicles. Also, subscribe to the newsletter at my personal website, B-R-Y-A-N-S-M-E-L-T-Z-E-R.com or through our company website, liquidmind, liquidmindsite.com, L-I-Q-U-I-D-M-I-N-D-S-I-T-E.com. Uh, We're also on being hosted by Podbean. We're also on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, Pandora, Amazon, among many, many others. Um, We've also been very fortunate, and thank you to the listeners, to be ranked in the top 50 global marketing podcasts by Feedspot for 2022 as well as 2023, and also number one visionary podcast by Feedspot in 2022 and 2023. So very appreciative of that as well. I also wanted to put out an offer for you. We've got a a new website that we just built. Um, Affectionately uh, love to say that it's a great design and, and one that's very intuitive. And we've got so many requests from people that wanted to actually take the visionary brand course. So we actually created through our website, thevisionaryfiles.com, T-H-E, visionaryfiles.com. You can sign up for our The Visionary Brand Master Course. Um, You can also sign up for our premium podcast, only content available there on that website through our premium podcast. Um, We've got a lot of subscribers that have already signed up, gone through the course. We have corporations as well as brands that have gone through the course. So we wanted to put that there and make that available to the public as well. So again, appreciate your time. Thank you again. And if you sign up for the visionary, uh, through the visionary files of the visionary brand course, we are giving away free books, uh, the visionary brand books, hardcover books, and then also we'll be doing some selective offerings for some giveaways. So again, uh, sign up at the visionary and would appreciate it. And thank you again and have a great day.